0: It was me. I made a mistake. So you can stop looking now. (laughs) You're listening to The Biblicist Podcast, designed to equip, challenge, and encourage believers to look at life through the lens of Scripture. If you have any questions about today's episode or have a topic you would like to hear on this podcast, please email us at thebiblicistpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for tuning into the Biblicist Podcast. If you uh, listened to the first episode of season two, uh, you know that I introduced a new segment called uh, a Biblicist Podcast Quiz, to where at the end of the season I can give out a gift to someone who wins, uh, who gets uh, sends me the correct answer first via email at uh, thebiblicistpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and I offered a bonus question, and some of you may have noticed that the bonus question was confusing and that's because the answer to that is not possible to find um because it didn't belong with that question i uh was a little confused and was combining and mixing questions, which is also why when I was giving a hint of where to find the answer, I said Genesis, and then I stumbled on my words and said, actually, Exodus, but I was right the first time, and that's because the bonus question was a question from Exodus, and the uh, first question was from Genesis, and I apologize for the confusion. The original answer still stands. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the first episode, um, and you'll uh, hear my mistake, um, I think. We'll see how that uh, uh, pans out. Sorry about that. I warned you guys that anyone can make anyone can make mistakes, um, and that's why you've got to check the source for yourself, right? So, uh, so today we're gonna take a look in the Old Testament and uh, and, and the New Testament, um, and uh, I, I'm really excited to share this with you guys in Deuteronomy chapter 34. Starting in verse 7, it says this, And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So Moses, the man God used to do all these incredible things for Israel, their leader, the one who prayed for them, He's dead. He's gone. And Deuteronomy kind of sums up his legacy. It says in in verse 10, And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Right here we see there at the end of Deuteronomy, there's never been another prophet like this one. He's something special. What he did for us is something special. The miracles that we saw in him was something special, was something supernatural, was something amazing, which is why they mourn for an entire month. And I don't know if you're like me or like others, when you see these amazing Christian leaders in your life and you you think, man, look at all that. They're really special. I I can't ever do those things. I'll, I'll never be as great as, as they are. Or you could be reading a, a book or a biography or autobiography about some incredible Christian or missionary and say, whoa, this is unbelievable. Look at how they prayed and how God answered. Look at the people they, they led to the Lord. Look at all that, how large their church grew in such a short period of time. Or look at all these incredible things. I, I could never be all these things. Now I turn the page into Joshua. And what we see is this. Now, after the death of Moses... The servant of the Lord. They came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, As I said unto Moses. I'm going to read the next two verses here in a moment. But the first thing that I'm noticing in this is the next generation is this next leader. And it says, the same mission that I gave to Moses, I'm giving it to you, Joshua. It's the same mission. It's the same game plan. Generations may have changed. You may never be able to, to, humanly speaking, fill the shoes of Moses, but the mission is still important and the mission is still the same. Verse 4, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even under the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and under the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. And here we go, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. God gives Joshua this promise. We, You saw how amazing that Moses appeared to be and how incredible of a leader that he was. The same way that I was with him, I'm going to be with you, Joshua. And you see, when we go back to the beginning of this journey with Moses, what we see is a stammering, scared Fool. And God got a hold of his life and used him for his purposes to do great things. And now he's recorded forever in God's word. But it's because of what God has done in his life. It wasn't because Moses was this incredible figure. It's because God is incredible and God is great. And the mission that he had for them was important and vital. And so as you uh, may uh, mourn the loss of, 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 of a spiritual leader in your life or read these books and see these incredible leaders and think, oh man, uh, there'll never be another person like this. Hey, you know what? We're all, we're all in a different aspect of this story. We're all called in some ways in different things, but we all have the same as believers, the same mission and the same God the same mission, and the same God. And that's an encouraging thing today. Uh, You don't have to be Adonai and Judson. You don't have to, whoever you want to, go ahead. You don't have to be these other figures in history or figures in the Bible But as a believer, you've been given the same mission and you have the same God. And God wants to use you to do great things. And this previous generation is handing a torch down to us and and to to continue what God has begun in us. The gospel needs to go forward. The church will continue to grow. God will continue to raise up and use leaders because it's all about him. It's all about God. And He's sent us on this mission. And you know what? We're only here for a short period of time. We'll be here long enough to learn and grow and and, and fulfill our mission through the power of God. But then it's the next generation. Then we're handing it down, and we can encourage them and say, you know what? God has done these incredible things in my life, and this is the mission that we're on. But it's not about me and my church I'm trying to grow. It's not about me and what I concede in this community. It's not about. It's about God and the mission that He has for you and the next generation, and the next generation, and the next generation. The mission will stay the same, and you will have the same God as He was with the previous generation. God will be with this one and so on and so forth. As believers, God is our same strong, powerful God that uses foolish, weak vessels like us for his glory and for his honor. We see this with Paul when he's passing the torch to to Timothy And when we go to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, he's imploring, he's encouraging 2 Timothy about how we have the same mission. But it's not just the same mission. More importantly, we have the same God. 2 Timothy chapter 4, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead and at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove. Rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my my course, I have kept the faith. He goes on to de- on to talk about uh, the struggles and those that have 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 left him behind and the and the division. But he but he says this: the Lord, verse seventeen, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known. You see, Paul humbly knows, hey, we're 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 ready to fulfill the mission. We're ready to go, and it's but it's because of God. And he ends this letter to Timothy saying, "The Lord Jesus Christ be with." thy spirit, grace be with you. Amen. As, he, as he's passing this torch to Timothy, he's saying, hey, the mission that God has given me and given us to reach this generation, it's empowered by the same God. And so while there are these incredible people in lives, don't get bogged down thinking, oh, I'll never be this person or I'll never be that person. I'll never be as amazing as this. No, you're right. You will never be someone from a previous generation. You will never be someone else. You are going to be you and God can use you the same way he's used others. It might look a little bit different, but he is going to empower you and he has the same mission for you that he's had for previous generations. And we need not to drop the ball as we're passing this down to the next generation. They need to know it's not about us. It's about God and the mission that he's called us to do. So be encouraged and challenged by this. Encouraged to know that, hey, you know what? I might not be so-and-so, but I serve the same God and he's called me to the same mission. And the challenge is, looking at this next generation is, hey, guess what? You might look up to me, and you might find encouragement from me, but listen, you have the same God, and you're called to the same mission. God wants to use you to propagate the gospel. He wants you to make his name known to all nations of the world, and I hope that is encouraging and both challenging to you. I know it was for me. Sometimes I can be very negative in thinking, man, God can't use me. But but listen, God can use you. God can use you and he wants to use you for his purposes and for the mission. So here's our question for today. We'll see if I can really mess it up this time, because of course I never would make a mistake like that. Now, this is going to be somewhat of a technical question. It's not intended to be, but it's very specific. Because I don't want this quiz to be too easy. How many times did Pharaoh specifically, according to the Bible, how many times did Pharaoh specifically harden his own heart before God specifically hardened Pharaoh's heart? And email me the answer to thebiblicistpodcast at gmail.com. The first one to email me with the correct answer will get points to win that prize at the end of the season. Once again, the question is, how many times did Pharaoh specifically harden his own heart before God hardened Pharaoh's heart. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope this was an encouragement challenge to you. And uh, as always, read the Bible, live the Bible. Have a good